It's that time again, fellers, as Doc Journal presents the Free Parking Show. Just a bunch of country boys who have a lot to say about sports. They invite you to call in, text, or just listen in. So pull up a comfy chair and crack open a beer. It's time to talk sports, chicks, and flicks. Welcome, you're listening live to the Free Parking Show. As always, we're on Jock Journal Radio. And as always, we have the same usual suspects with us here tonight. Richard Pyle, Amos Conway, Peter Diapala, and myself, Ryan Moreland. Tonight, we're going to preview the final week of the NFL regular season. And we're always happy to hear from all of our listeners out there. So you can call us at 405-562-5463. Or text in at 77948. You can ask us any questions or just give us your two cents. Um, as always, Rich is our host. So, Rich, take it away. What's going on, guys? How's everybody doing this evening? Good. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. Doing great. So, you know, this is our last uh, short week with uh, the radio show going on. I'm so excited that next week we're actually going five nights a week. A lot of new material coming up. We've we've got the uh, the debate game, uh, you know the the re the recaps on Monday night. Uh, you guys got another fantasy show on Tuesday. Uh, Thursday is kind of up in the air. Uh, not oh yeah, that's probably going to be the playoff preview show or whatnot. And then maybe on Friday, Peter and I are still discussing on if it's going to be a free for all. Uh, and as it stands right now, the free for all show, the movie, as it, like I said, as of right now, is uh, Full Metal Jacket. If you have not yet seen it, check it out. Uh, we will be diving into that movie for, for uh, so Peter, I'm going to hand it off to you. What do you got for us on your rant tonight? So I was going to go on a rant tonight, but then earlier today, I saw this uh, statement made by <clears throat> the Buffalo Bills, and I want to read it to you guys, and it's from the Bills owner Terry Pagula. And that's how I say his name. And um, I quote, as our first uh, as our first full season of, of the Buffalo Bills draws to a close, management, coaches, players, and the fans all feel that our expectations were not met. Kim Russ and I look forward to working and collaborating with Doug Whaley and Max Ryan and forming a winning future for the organization. Our management team and coaching staff are very capable. The stable foundation is necessary to achieve long-term success in the NFL. Now, this is on their Twitter page. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this tonight was I thought it was a rather a, a little bit bizarre that they mentioned that they're going to be retaining pretty much retaining everyone for next year is what it sounded like. And what what makes it interesting is that you have to remember this is Rex Ryan's first year with Buffalo. Before the season started, he talked up the Bills are going to be a bully. I can see us in the playoffs making these guarantees that again he comes short, comes up short on. So maybe. Someone in the organization said something to him like, hey, Rex, you got to calm it down. Or maybe they felt like he didn't run the defense the way that they felt it could have been. Because, remember, they they have invested $250 million since that defensive line. And the fact that they're not even close to the top of the NFL in sacks is a bit worrisome to me. So maybe there was something going on internally we don't know about. But I just wanted to turn the floor to you guys. What are your thoughts about the statement being made? Do you guys think there's some sort of turmoil or maybe some sort of I don't know, like, I don't want to say drama, but maybe there's something going on in the side of the organization we don't know about. 
Hey, one of you guys want to take this one? I, I, I'm I'm at a loss for it. The only thing I can say is Rex Ryan did the same thing with the Jets. He came out Super Bowl or bust. Came out this year with the Bills. Said, "Hey, we're going to make the playoffs this year." And I'm like, "No, you're not." You you said that how many years with the Jets and it never went through? Uh, Ryan, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, this is a Rex kind of system. He comes out, and most coaches are more reserved. You know, he he acts more like a player. Um, with the comments that he comes out and makes, and you touched on that a little bit there. Um, you know, most coaches, you know, they talk about the game. They, they don't say much. They talk without saying much. All good coaches do this, you know. Uh, I mean, I think Bill Belichick has uh, perfected this in basketball. You see Greg Popovich. They don't. They talk, but they don't say much. Um, he talks more like a player. Well, who actually get into uh, you know the details? We're gonna win. We're gonna be unstoppable. We're gonna you know blah 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 and what and whatnot. And when you talk that kind of big of a game, you get have that high expectation. Um, plus, this is a guy that's really hasn't. I mean, he t- had that the Jets team in the AFC Championship, um, but he he struggled more than he has succeeded. And I think he's lived a lot off of his dad's name. To be honest, I think him and his brother have. Um, because Buddy Ryan was such an amazing coach. Um, but you're you're seeing it now where he's starting to get to the point where you know teams don't trust him anymore. And he's he's really not producing at that high of a level. I think that this is kind of par for the course though for a uh, Rex Ryan led team. Uh, you know the turmoil, the breakdown, and and such. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, now, uh, I, I agree with Ryan, I really do. Rex Ryan, uh, he's just one of them guys who, he talks such a big game, but when he gets out on that field, unless they're playing someone like the Colts or something, where they just the other team can't do anything, they're going to lose most of them games. All right, uh, yeah. I, I don't think there's any turmoil, though. I, I think they're they're pretty, pretty uh, sold on having Rex Ryan and the GM there. It's going to take a year or two for them, so Rex Ryan says it's going to take a year or two for them to get to where they're going, but I don't think that Tyrod Taylor is the future there either, So, and that's what Rex Ryan said. Well, Ty- Tyrod Taylor is my quarterback, so you're playing in the AFC East. So you have Ryan Tannehill. Let's just not even mention the Dolphins kind of really had a disappointing season because I think it's obvious that that's what the case was. But if you look at Ryan Tannehill they're getting that large contract, Ryan Fitzpatrick had a great year. Then you got Tom Brady, who's you know looks like he's playing ten years younger than what he already is. Then you have uh, you know Tyrod Taylor, who just doesn't really fit the profile of an AFC quarterback, in my opinion. What do you guys think about that? I think Tyrod Taylor is actually the future there, and I think he's having a much better season than I had anticipated him having. He doesn't make many mistakes. And remember, outside of Sammy Watkins, he doesn't have any other weapons really to throw to. Uh, Charles Clay, the tight end, has had injury issues. Sean McCoy had other backfield injury issues. And then you look at the rest of the receiving core, it's not that impressive. Percy Harbin is, I don't think he'll be back in Buffalo next year. He's too injury prone. And I think that the Bills can be a playoff team. It's just Rex Ryan, if they had, if their defense played better this year, they would be a playoff team, I think. But Ty Bright Taylor, to me, is is the future of this team. And I really like him. I think he's done he's done the right things. He's not making mistakes like, um, you know, Mark Sanchez made or Geno Smith made. You know, those kind of guys that Mark Ryan stood behind, even though they were stinking up the joint. So I think the Bills will be good in the future. And I like Tyrod Taylor, and I hope that he does have a successful career because, to me, he just seems like a nice, nice guy, works hard, and I appreciate that. 
No, I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with uh, Peter here. I like what Tyrod Taylor has been able to do this year, um, or this season with the with the Bills. I've been impressed with the way he's played. Um, but no, I don't think he's the future here. Um, I think that you know you need to find that elite guy, and if you do not have that elite guy. Um, then you're not going to be an elite team. At this point in the NFL, it just seems like if, if you can't find that guy that can uh, get the ball down the field, you put yourself at such a huge disadvantage. Uh, I do like what he was able to do this season, but I do think they need to be shopping, um, looking for their their franchise quarterback, uh, and not resting on the fact that they think Tyrod Taylor is going to be the future uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm impressed. I am impressed with what he's done so far, and he's a lot better than I thought he was going to be. But make no mistake, this guy is not uh, anywhere. He, I mean, he's still at the back end of the NFL. He's not even near uh, average in the NFL as far as quarterbacks go. Yeah, so I, I agree in a way that I think if the right defense is put there, because I think they got all the pieces on defense. Uh, they could probably do a little upgrading in the secondary probably another corner to match Gilmore. I think that they can be a very good team with him under center, but that's going to be completely reliant on the defense. Because I don't think he's a guy down 14 in the fourth quarter uh, who's going to bring you back all the way. I think he can get there and he can get close, but in the end it's just going to be mistakes or something's going to happen. He's going to just not be able to get the ball down the field. He doesn't have very good vision. He's got a pretty nice deep ball, but I think most of it's just relying on defense. Marcel Darius, Mario Williams, Jerry Hughes, they all got to step up. They've been almost a non-existent line. So, you know, that it's going to be an interesting run for them as it is. Uh, so let's get into these Week 17 games because most of the playoff teams that are in are in, and apparently the Colts still have a shot of getting in. Uh a lot of games going on, a lot of playoff implications. We selected four games that we thought were the most important as far as the playoff seeding. Uh, let's do let's do a couple quick picks and then get into the first game. Uh, Jags at Texans. Uh, Texans are favored by six and a half. I like the Texans at home. Uh, Brian Hoyer is coming off injured reserve, or out of, he's out of concussion protocol. So I'm taking the Texans here. Um, I'm going to take the Texans too, and I think they're going to win this. Not convincingly, but I think it'll be close. I think it'll be close, but I think Houston wins. Um, if Brandon Whedon has to play, um, who knows what's going to happen, but he finally got a win last week, so hats off them, but I'm definitely taking Houston on or touch the Jaguars um, this late in the season. Uh, yeah, I'm actually going to take the Texans too. I think that defense is going to play very good like they have been. Um, I think the Jaguars are going to just. Kind of startle a few times that uh, Texans defense, J.J. Watt coming after Bortles. That line's not very good, and I think it could turn into a very ugly game for the Jaguars very quickly if they don't score some points. No, you brought up a good point that it, technically uh, the Colts do have a chance. Uh, is it a, like 10 games that they need to go a certain way? They already got their first game because Denver won, so it is possible. Um but they need the Texans to lose this game. So it is still technically possible. Um, so I think you're going to see the Texans team come out ready to play, ready to win this game um, over the, you know, a division rival, who I just didn't think is really heading in the right direction. I just think is the inferior team right now. Uh, so I think you're going to see that the, 
uh, Texans bowl over uh, the Jaguars here, but I expect it to be a fun game. Uh, Steelers or Browns? Steelers by 10. Uh, Steelers all the way. Steelers by 10 is a little bit generous. I think it should be Steelers by 20 because the Browns are horrendous. I don't know though because the Browns, you know, they only lost by what seven or three or four points to the Chiefs last week, and yeah. the Steelers lost to the Ravens. So I mean, these divisional games are tough to call, honestly. I guess, but I, I don't. Uh, the Chiefs don't have the high-powered offense Pittsburgh does, and I think Pittsburgh was feeling itself after beating the Broncos. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Steelers as well. I, I think Big Ben's going to bounce back, have a big game. I think Brown's going to have a huge game, and I think Brown's going to show off some skills too. I just don't think the Browns can match it. I expect a gigantic game from D'Angelo Williams in this. Uh, the Cleveland Browns, I guess, uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but in Cleveland they haven't heard of run defense. It's, it hasn't reached Cleveland yet. Uh, so <laughs> D'Angelo Williams is going to have a monster game, and I, yeah, I think and I- that they're going to win. Easily, and Johnny Manziel still hungover from that four loco or whatever it's called. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Titans at Colts, uh, Colts by six. Mm, they're playing with a backup. Qu- they don't even know who the starting quarterback is going to be Sunday. <laughs> Zach Mettenberger hadn't won a football game. I think I'm just going to call this a pick 'em, but maybe I'll, I'll just take the Colts here just for the sake of you know I know we're keeping record of our picks. So Colts. Um, here I'm going to take the uh, the Titans for a couple of reasons, and it begins with the Colts quarterback situation, which really isn't good. They had to sign Josh Freeman, I believe, and Ryan Lindley, and if they're going to have to rely one of those one of those guys to come in on short notice with that off or short work with that offensive playbook, you're going to ask them to step in for an injured man halfback if he goes down again. The Titans should be able to beat them, and I think it'll be close, but I don't see the Titans losing to the Colts. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Titans on this one because Zach Mettenberger is just, it's bound to happen. He's bound to win, and why not better to beat the Colts to end the season, give you a little bit of hope, and let Mariota rest, and he comes back next year, and you guys are a much better team. I just, I think that Mettenberger has more, I, I do, in this game I think he has more weapons, and I just, I think they get it done. Um, you guys are insane. Absolutely crazy. Titans lose this game. I'm a t- huge Titans fan, as everybody knows. Uh, I actually wrote an article today, though, about um, Zach Mettenberger uh, on jockjournal.com, if anybody wants to check it out. It's entitled, Is Zach Mettenberger the Worst NFL Quarterback? Because <laughs> he is 0-9 looking at 0-10, staring him in the face. And the thing is, is Tennessee needs to lose this game so they can get the first pick of the draft. I mean, there's no reason to, to go out and try to win this game. I think they lose. Yeah, and you just touched on it earlier, Ryan, about uh, the Colts are still technically still in the playoff hunt, so they need this win more than the Titans do. Patriots at Dolphins, Patriots by 10. Uh, this was the first game that we came across because this, you know, the Patriots win this game. They're going to clinch the top seed. Uh, Tom Brady actually hinted that Julian Edelman and Danny Amendola are possibly returning. Uh, he he went on record saying this was an all-hands-on-deck game. Uh, I like the Patriots here, but I think the 10 points is a little too generous uh, since New England doesn't really play that well down in Miami. Uh, Peter, do you – I'm sorry, Peter, do you like the 
do you like that they're going for this top seed, or should they just really rest everyone and get them ready for the divisional round? I think they should try to they should try to win this game um, because they, for seeding reasons. Um, so I think they should at least have Julian Edelman come back, even if he doesn't play that much. Him and the middle, you sort you switch him out, coming off the slot most of the game, and then. If you're off by a lot, rest of the starters. But I don't see them losing to Miami, but I think it'll be close because the Patriots don't, they do not play well in Miami. Um, so I'm not going to put a whole lot of faith in a blowout in this game, but I think they can beat Miami just based on the up and down season they've been having. Yeah, I think they can beat Miami easily too, and I think they will. And I know a couple weeks ago, I thought that the Patriots would actually just be happy with home field, or uh, I'm sorry, with a first round bye. But I think they'll get their starters in there and go for that, uh, just the, the home field advantage. If you get that home field advantage, you got guys injured, you don't have to have them travel, they stay local, you know, it's just easy. I, I think that the Patriots win, I think, go for a home field. To answer your question, Rich, they should absolutely uh, play their hardest here. They should go in there, get yourself that first-round buy, get yourself the home field advantage, um, which is huge. And it's so, you know, we've, we've said it a hundred times in this on this uh, free parking show, you do not bet against the Patriots at home. And there's no better, harder place to play in the NFL um, than Foxborough. Uh, come mid mid to late January, it's it's a tough place to play. It's going to be cold. It's going to be frigid. Uh, very tough, especially on those warm weather teams. Um, and you you have to go in to Tom Brady and Bill Belichick's house and try to win a football game. Um, luckily for them, the Dolphins have been playing awful uh, as of late. Ryan Tannehill is. Uh, um, I don't think he's really regressed because if you look at his numbers, they're almost the same as what they were last year. He just has been stagnant, uh, hasn't grown as a player between this year and last year. And this team, you know, despite what we thought they were going to be, this this out, you know, this wonderful team going into the next season or this season, um, you know, they just haven't been able to play. I don't, I don't think they're going to have any problem getting this win. I think they even uh, beat that ten point spread. And. <laughs> That's a bold. That's a bold statement right there. Uh, quick question before we go to commercial break: Should Julian Edelman play? Yes or no? Yes. No. I'm going to say no here. Don't risk the injury. This is an easy team to beat. All right, you heard it there first, uh, Ryan. You want to take us out to commercial break? Absolutely, guys. You're listening to the Free Parking Show on Jock Journal Radio. We'll be right back. Well. The boys are talking, and the show is really moving along. But we need to take a break before a fight breaks out. People end up in the hospital. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back now, you hear? <laughs> that boy's good. Mm-hmm, good and terrible. How would you love to generate a great income from the comfort of your home? Well, now you can. This amazing money-making home-based business is designed to give you time and freedom. Would your life change if you made $10,000 within 21 days and $20,000 plus every month thereafter? Sounds amazing, right? Anyone can do it, even you. Call 800-704-8681 and let their expert staff tell you all about this brand new business opportunity. Why wait? You have nothing to lose. We have the tools, training, resources, and community to help anyone get on the fast track to success. 
Call 800-704-8681. That's 800-704-8681. It's the easiest, most powerful home-based money-making system on the web. Call today and change your life. Seven cars for kids. K A R S cars for kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids, one eight seven seven cars for kids donate your car today. All right, play the sports game, trivia game that everyone is talking about, played by thousands of sports fans around the world. Each puzzle contains pictures that relate to some type of sport. Challenge yourself to unlock the answer. Some answers are easier than others. They have hundreds of questions, so download the game now and try it while it's free. That's the Sports Mania. Name that sports app. Uh, we've been playing it around here, around the old free parking crew. Uh, Peter, what can you tell the folks about this game? It's really fun, and you know I've said this before. It's like really challenging if you really want to challenge yourself as a sports fan. But just just for the heck of it, download this game. Uh, I think it's difficult at times, but I like that because I think any challenge should be difficult. And it, I said it before, and I'll say it again. It's like the trivial pursuit of sports games, and um, definitely must have for any sports fan. Absolutely. Uh, very fun game, very challenging. That is the Sports Mania. Name that sports app. It's on iTunes only, so go get it right now. Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to go and it's jockjournal.com okay the boys have settled down one has a beard in and the other has a steak on his eye but why don't you give them a call and tell them what you think all right you're listening to the free parking show here on jock journal radio uh, why don't you go ahead and give us a call or four zero five five six two five four six three or text into the show at seven seven nine four eight. We'd love to hear from you. Let's get back in these games, Rich. All right, this was the second game that uh, we selected before we came on tonight. Uh, Jets at Bills. Uh, Jets are only favored by three points. Uh, when I look at this game, it's got huge playoff implications, so many different scenarios to look at. The Jets win in the in, but correct me if I'm wrong, if they lose and the Steelers win, do the Steelers take that final spot? Does anyone know? Yes, they would. Okay, so they would. 
So this is this was one of the ones that were like, yeah, the the teams are not quite set, but they are quite set. Uh, I'm listening. This is my pick'em game for the week, and I'm that's just who how I do it. Is if I don't know who's going to win, I, I think this is the game of the day, honestly. But of course, being a Patriots fan with a Sunday ticket, I'm gonna watch Pats play. Uh, Rex Ryan would love to actually play spoilers for this franchise. Uh, you know, for the franchise, let him go. Amos, if the Jets do make the playoffs, uh, are they? How dangerous are they with the way they've been playing football? Oh, if the Jets make the playoffs, I think they're very dangerous. They got a great receiving core: Eric Decker, Brandon Marshall, uh, Chris Ivory's been running great. I think they're extremely dangerous. I think they're going to show that Sunday. I think Ryan Fitzmagic will show back up, and I think he's going to do absolutely great. I think Marshall's going to have. A big game. I don't see the Bills on the other side do much. Uh, that defense, pass rush wise, really has been non-existent, and I don't trust that offense to be able to ball just uh, by throwing Sammy Watkins. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with what Amos said here. I think that this team is this Jets team. Even though they lost to the Bills earlier this season, I think that they're the better team right now. Um, the way they've been playing, and Fitzpatrick, we've talked about this guy all season long. I think all four of us are a big fan of what he's been able to do this year. Um, even without the beard, he's still played well, so uh, outstanding player. Uh, really love what you know, Brandon Marshall, Decker. This team is really, really talented. Uh, they, I mean, you look at, at their defensive line, their secondary, uh, their wide receivers, their running backs, uh, Powell included in that. Uh, along with Ivory. And this is a team that's very talented from top to bottom. But you look at that Bills team, this is a team that already beat them once. They do have a lot of talent on that roster as well. Uh, Probably the best defensive line in the entire NFL they have in Buffalo. Um, uh, You know, a great defense. Uh, They have weapons, you know, Sammy Watkins, McCoy, um, and even uh, Carlos Williams. He's kind of made a name for himself this season. This is a team that's not going to be easy to beat, especially since they're playing at home in Buffalo. Uh, but I think the Jets do it, and you know they control their own destiny now. So as long as the Jets win this game, uh, they are in, as we mentioned. If they lose this game and Pittsburgh wins, uh, Pittsburgh would take over that sixth seed. But I don't, I don't think that they're going to lose this game. I think they're going to end up winning, and, they, and they'll end up in the playoffs. Well, Ryan has another chance to once again to manage the playoff host as the Jets, but this time it's an opposing team's head coach and not the Jets' own head coach. So if they do beat the Bills, and one, if they do beat the Jets, it won't be the first time Rex Ryan has completely just eradicated the Jets' playoff hopes. Um, you know, look at his track record in New York speak for itself. I'll be honest, it's true. <laughs> and then, right, but let's get serious here for a second. I think the Jets are going to beat the Bills. I don't trust the Bills. Period. They're the guys have touched on it. The pass rush just isn't there. Uh, the offense of that with that, just Tyrod Taylor and Sammy Watkins, these are the only offense they really have going. I mean, they can run the ball, but if all you're going to do is throw the ball to Sammy Watkins, you know, the Jets are going to shut him down. Revis or Cromartie, they're going to they're going to be on them all game. They can shut him down, and then that'll be leave enough time for the pass rush of the Jets to get to Tyrod Taylor. Uh, he's definitely taken too many sacks in some games. I know against the Patriots, the Patriots sacked him something like eight times in week two. Uh, so you got to think, you know, with the Jets front four, you know, the front seven, they should be able to hit Tyrod Taylor and smack him around. But I don't trust the Bills right now. Rex Ryan, to me, I think he's going to be a little bit too jacked up for this game because he can ruin the Jets' playoff chances. 
But I, I just don't see the Bills winning this game. I think they just get revenge because there's also a homecoming for Ryan Fitzpatrick and the offensive coordinator, um, who also so happened, Shane Gailey, who actually was the head coach of Buffalo at one point. So I think they go home and get their revenge back where they came from, just like Rex Ryan got his revenge back in New York. You know what's funny is, is you guys were talking about the Jets' defense and how well they've been playing. This Bills' defense was playing well at the beginning of the year, and then they just slowly – I actually went and looked up the numbers, and their defense has just completely fallen off the charts. Uh, can it, Does anybody want to take a stab at what's going on there with the, with that? The defense just isn't tooled to, to, the, um, to the players they have. Rex Ryan is not blitzing it off, and he has when – you, when you have a team that's invested – a quarter of a billion, think about that, a quarter of a billion in your defensive line and you're not blessing that much or you're putting them in weird positions. This is why I think Rex Ryan's an absolute atrocity of a head coach in the NFL and has no head <laughs> coach of any team. Uh, I don't even get, not even college, nope, not even coach college. No desire, no, none, zero. I would go as far uh, to hazard a guess here that uh, Peter thinks he's a bum. Uh, <laughs> boom <laughs> uh, but no I, I, I agree it's mismanagement of players uh, you can see if you look at this roster you can see the talent especially having that front seven is unbelievably talented um, and they're just being misused I 100% agree with what Peter said you got anything to add Amos no I, I agree I do I agree with Ryan I agree with uh, Peter I think it's way too much I just I don't know. It's weird to see a team drop off like that with such so much talent. It, it, it that's why I was just like I, I was looking at it and it was like their passing defense used to be great, and now I think they're ranked like twenty second against the pass. I was like, what is that? I had to double check and to make sure I wasn't you know reading it wrong or anything. But that's what they're ranked now. It's like twenty second or twenty third against the pass. All right, moving moving on here. Uh, Ravens and Bengals. Bengals by seven and a half, and now they're saying. Anybody know what's uh, up with AJ McCarron? Because he got hurt at the end of that uh, debacle on Monday night. I know that they're saying that the the hand is sprained, uh, not broken, that he should be able to go this Sunday. Mm, man, that that's a tough one to call. I, I'm going to take the Bengals just because they need the win. I'm taking the Bengals too, uh, but not by much. It might it might come down to them driving down the field at the end of the game for a game winning field goal to win by a point because. If McCarron can't go and Dolan can't go, who do they turn to? And that's not a good situation to be in. Unless you're going to run the Wildcat the whole game with the newer quarterback, which you could do, I guess, but that won't really work. Uh, I'm going to take yeah. Cincy in this one. I think Cincy's uh, not going to have a big issue uh, dealing with this team. Actually, I think that Hugh Jackson is a really great offensive coordinator, and he's going to find a way to get the ball into the weapons on this offense, which even, with, and even without Dalton, they're loaded with weapons. Yeah, I'm actually going to go with the Ravens. I at this point, I would I think I just have the back, back quarterback. I think <laughs> Kamar Atkins could have a big game. Um, the uh, Buck Allen, I was saying, I had to think about it. I think Buck Allen will have a big game. I just don't, don't see the Bengals being able to do too much on offense. If they get, I think I seen something on Tyler Eifert earlier. So if they get him back, I they could easily win that game with him in there. But I think yeah. it depends on whether he plays. Yeah, he's been in uh, he's been in the con- concussion protocol for a while now. Uh, Redskins and Cowboys. Dallas favored by three. Uh, I like that pick. I- I'm going to stick with the Cowboys here. Redskins aren't playing for much. Dallas is going to you know see what they got with this uh, 
this young quarterback, uh, Kellen Moore. So uh, I'm going to take Cowboys on this game. Uh, this one, I'm going to take Washington in this one. I don't trust Dallas, period. Kellen Moore is just not – I don't think he's great. And I think the Washington stays hot. Yeah, I agree. I think Washington's going to win this game too, even if they're not playing their starters. I just, I think Dallas is that bad. I think that entire team at this point just giving up. And I think Washington backups will fight to show everyone that they, you know, if they have to step in, they can do it too. And Dallas is just far from having anybody who will do that. I'm going to go with the Cowboys here. I'm going to agree with uh, Rich, putting us at an even 2-2 split here. I just think that – I think the Reven, Rave, or the Redskins, I mean, are a far superior team, obviously. Uh, but I think that you're just going to see way too many starters set. Uh, you know, they don't need this game. Uh, you know, we probably – I doubt we see any Kirk Cousins whatsoever. Uh, and a lot of starters I expect to see, you see set out, you know, Deshaun Jackson. Um, and starters all across their defense. I just don't think that they're going to be playing anybody um, – so I think that they'll easily get the win. Uh, Dallas will. Here's an interesting question for you guys. Do they activate RG3 for this game? <laughs> I'm wondering that because I kind of want to see it happen. I really do. <laughs> but, I, you know, like, <laughs> I think he would go in there and win a game just, like, and shrug his shoulders and walk off. I think he's, <laughs> I don't know. I'd, li- I'd love to see that. Anyone else? I don't think you're going to see him activated. Uh, I think it would be a need. It would be a good storyline. Uh, but they, they're done with RG3 and Washington. I think that they've shown that at this point, and I just don't think you're going to see him come back. Anything to add, Peter? Well, if they're, going to play, if they're not going to play Cousins or they're not going to play Experiently, I think they'll probably just put in Colt McCoy. I don't see RG3 going into playing very much, and I think RG3 is definitely done in Washington after this year. It's, it's sad, but he might be better off going somewhere else where they'll, they'll utilize his skills more than Jay Gruden did because I think Jay Gruden kind of screwed RG3, but RG3 also has a, a big ego that he needs to get over before he can be a starting quarterback again. Yeah, I, I think we've seen a lot. I don't think RG3 is going to have some sort of major NFL comeback like some of my friends have told me. I think his career is, you know, he's going to be an average quarterback at best, but that's a discussion for another day. Uh, Saints at Falcons, Atlanta by four. Mm, man, this is another tough game. I'm going to take Atlanta. They're, they're on a roll. They well, they won three straight now or two straight. Beat Carolina, beat Jacksonville. I'm going to take Atlanta. They're, they're hot right now. Yeah, I can't pick Atlanta at all. I think the Saints are going to go and, and wipe the floor clean in Atlanta. Um, just because Atlanta beat Carolina doesn't mean very much to me. It's a divisional game. Maybe Carolina was a little too jacked up for this game after they shut them out just a few weeks ago. But I'm thinking the Saints, and I think Drew Brees, if it is his last game in New Orleans, which I don't think it is, I think you want to go out in style and go torch the Falcons and make them look silly. Yeah, I'm actually going to go with the Falcons in this one. I think Matt Ryan's going to end the season very good. And I, I trust a healthy Matt Ryan more than I trust Andrew Drew Brees especially with Devontae Freeman, Julio Jones, Jacob Tammy's even showing up. Vic Beasley's been coming on at the end of the season. Uh, Marcus Trufant's played good, decently good all year. And I think for the Saints, I was through Brain Cooks. I don't even really trust Ben Watson that much. So, I'm gonna, yeah, I'll take the Falcons. I'm going to take the Falcons in this one as well. They're, they're the home team, uh, and you're seeing um... – You've seen, you know, we've heard all of it, you know, 
Sean Payton's leaving. Uh, Drew Brees is leaving. The Saints uh, secondary left last year. And I just I think that you're not going to see anything new from you know I think they're going to torch them. I expect big games from all the Falcons receivers, especially Julio Jones. And this Falcons team has definitely started to turn around, but it was, it's been too little, too late. Uh, but they're going to win this game. Before we move on to the next game, uh, you know we all we've all seen the stories about Sean Payton and Drew Brees. Is this last year? I think I read somewhere that Drew Brees' cap hit for next season is like just north of thirty. I think it's about thirty three and a half million dollars. He's going to have to do something with that contract. Is there some sort of yeah, he's saying he's not going anywhere, so is he basically saying, you know, hey, I'm going to restructure again just to stay put? Or what's the realistically option that you guys see here going forward with uh, Peyton and Breeze? they got to keep them. Um, I thought there was a report that Breeze said that the Saints had a plan for him and Peyton to stay next year. And Drew Breeze's contract, contract runs out next year. So I think the Saints should honor it for the final year, let them play out, and then figure out what they're going to do from there. But they shouldn't get rid of them right now because they have no backup plan, and they're not going to be picking high enough, I think, to be able to warrant having to give up not that much for the top pick to maybe go after a QB. I think Peyton, Sean Payton's already has not only one foot but two foot, his briefcase, and his family already outside the door. Uh, I mean, he's gone. He, he's gone. He's not going to be in, uh, in New Orleans next year. I think you're going to see him um, head maybe to Miami, uh, maybe um, to Indianapolis, uh, you know, with Chuck Pagano likely heading out there. Um, you know, he, he doesn't want to rebuild. This is a Super Bowl winning coach. He can go pretty much to any team that he wants to. Um, outside of those few coaches that you know um, that are like lock-ins, but he, he, this guy's won a Super Bowl. Uh, he has a lot of respect around the league, and I think you're going to see him move. He just doesn't want to go into rebuilding, which is exactly where the Saints are headed. Um, as for Drew Brees, uh, he he said that uh, him and there's no way that he can't see him and Sean Payton uh, staying in New Orleans, but I'm I'm doubting that heavily with uh, Sean Payton, as I mentioned. With Drew Brees, as you mentioned, the the, the big, giant cap hit. Um, I don't think you're gonna. It's not worth doing, especially if you're heading into this kind of rebuilding time that the Saints are gonna have. His it's just not worth it to keep an aged Drew Brees. So you either have to restructure, restructure his contract, or he's gonna have to move on. Um, so I think Drew Brees. He's earned a lot of money in his time. He's definitely a guy I think that has like strong moral, uh, strong character. So you could see him take uh, a pay cut to stay in New Orleans. Um, maybe that one's a lot harder to call. I think to me, I I think I could see him leaving. I could see him staying. Uh, but I think Sean Payton's definitely gone. There's no question in my mind. Yeah, I agree. I especially think because. Sean Payton, why go through that rebuilding process when you can go to a new team and rebuild and see or prove to yourself that you're good, that you can do this, what you did with the same team. And I think Breeze, that's just going to depend on how much they want to restructure the contract. I, I don't think he's going to take a $15 million pay cut. That's just losing way too much money. All right, uh, Ryan, uh, we got one more commercial break to hit. Take us out. All right, everybody, you're listening to the Free Parking Show here on Jock Journal Radio. Stay tuned. we got some more games to cover. Well, 
The boys are talking, and the show is really moving along. But we need to take a break before a fight breaks out. People end up in the hospital. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back now, you hear? <laughs> that boy's good. Mm-hmm, good and terrible. How would you love to generate a great income from the comfort of your home? Well, now you can. This amazing money-making home-based business is designed to give you time and freedom. Would your life change if you made $10,000 within 21 days and $20,000 plus every month thereafter? Sounds amazing, right? Anyone can do it, even you. Call 800-704-8681 and let their expert staff tell you all about this brand new business opportunity. Why wait? You have nothing to lose. We have the tools, training, resources, and community to help anyone get on the fast track to success. Call 800-704-8681. That's 800-704-8681. It's the easiest, most powerful home-based money-making system on the web. Call today and change your life. Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to go and it's jockjournal.com one eight seven seven cards for kids k-a-r-s cards for kids one eight seven seven cards for kids donate your card today one eight seven seven cars for kids K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids, 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS, donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com, that's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS, K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. Okay, the boys have settled down. One has a beard in, and the other has a stake on his eye. But why don't you give them a call and tell them what you think? All right, we're back. This is the Free Parking Show here on Jock Journal Radio. Uh, feel free to give us a call at 405-562-5463 or text in at 77948. We'd love to hear from you. Let's get back into these games right now. Take it away, Rich. Lions at Bears. Uh, Chicago's favored by one. Alshon Jeffrey was placed on a season-ending injured reserve today. I'm taking the Lions for the upset pick of the week. Uh, yeah. I'm taking the I'm taking the Bears. I, I don't trust Detroit. Yeah, I won't take the Lions. I, I just think Matt Stafford and that offense is going to put on a good show to keep him calm. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Lions here. Uh, I think that they're just the, the the better team right now. You know, the Bears, especially losing Jeffrey, that really hurts this offense. 
Uh, I think the Lions are in a better place right now, and I think that they're playing really good football at this point. Eagles at Giants. Giants are favored by three. Man, no Chip Kelly. That may actually do the Eagles some good. But I'm still – Odell Beckham Jr. is back, so I'll just take the Giants based off the spread here. I'm taking the, the I'm taking the Eagles to win this game. Um, that might surprise some people, but I, I just think I think Philadelphia might have a better shot without Chip Kelly as their head coach to win. Maybe their offensive coordinator or whoever the new head coaches will have some sense and use to Mark Murray running up the middle of the field instead of running out of shotguns on sweet plays. Um, and I think that their running game, if they can get it going, will be too much for New York to handle. Yeah, I'm actually going to the Eagles, too. I think that offense is going to go. It's more traditional. I'll probably see Bradford under center a lot more. And I think they'll get their weapons in the open space and be able to do what Miami Dolphins fired Joe Philbin. They win their next game. Tennessee Titans uh, fire Ken Wisenhunt. They win their next game. The <laughs> Eagles fire Chip Kelly, and they end up winning this game. Oh, so I'm the lone wolf on this one. Bucks at Panthers, Panthers by ten and a half. If the Panthers actually lose this game and Arizona wins their game, Arizona's the one seed, Panthers are the two. I'm taking the Panthers, but I don't think they're gonna beat them by ten and a half. They've been struggling within the division. They struggled last week against Atlanta, but I think they're gonna get this one by yeah, maybe a touchdown. I'm taking the Panthers here too, and I thought about taking the Bucks, but I just don't know if Jameis Winston's gonna be able to survive against the the Panthers in this game. Um, it is in Carolina, and I think Carolina finishes out the season strong, finishing 15-1 to end the year. Yeah, I'm, gonna go with, uh, I'm actually going to go with Bucks in this game. I think that that offense is much better with Mike Evans as the star primary receiver, and that team's been put up a lot of numbers. I'm a transfer supporter. I was really confident in uh, taking the Lions here. I mean, taking the Panthers, excuse me, here. Uh, until Amos just picked against the Panthers. Because uh, he picked against the Panthers last week and was uh, the only one that got called that game right. So now I'm a little bit nervous. But I'm still going to go with the with the Panthers here. Uh, I just think that they're the better team. And they really need to get this win um, if they want to make sure that they have a home field advantage for the whole playoffs. Uh. What Rams at 49ers, Rams by three and a half. I'm taking the Rams just because I'm never going to pick the 49ers again <laughs> this year since the last game. Nope, uh, Rams. Um, Rams, uh, the 49ers are a walking disaster, and they're, they're pretty much like a comedy club in San Francisco. You're just going to laugh the entire time you're there watching the, watching the event. We've got the Rams, too. The 49ers are a mess. I'm going with I'm going to be the lone wolf here. I'm going with the Blaine Gabbard experience out there <laughs> in San Francisco. I think that they're going to pull this game off. Uh, I'm not impressed with what the Rams are doing right now. Uh, you know they can't win a game unless Todd Gurley goes for like 150 plus. Uh, so I'm I'm going with going with uh, the 49ers here. Keep in mind that the Rams are on a three game winning streak as well. Raiders at Chiefs. Chiefs by six and a half. Uh, man. They barely beat San Diego. I think they're going to barely beat the Raiders. Chiefs. Um, I'm taking the Chiefs. Even though they just scraped it out against the Browns last week, which was really pitiful to watch, um, I'm definitely taking the Chiefs in this one. And that's no disrespect to the Oakland Raiders because I think they're a good team and they have a lot of potential. 
but it's hard to pick against the Chiefs at home, and they're they're so hot right now. I don't think the Raiders can pull them off. I'm actually going to go with the Raiders on this one. I think Crabtree's going to have come out have a better game than he had last week, and I think Amari Cooper is definitely going to bounce back. And yeah, I just think the Raiders are going to be better this Sunday. I think the the you know this is interesting because I'm not exactly sure where we're at with the whole. Uh, Rich, did he uh, did he ruin the Raiders' season by picking them, or is he like lucky now? I forget where where we're at on that now, but uh, I'm gonna take the Chiefs here. They're really fighting. Um, this team is really playing outstanding football. Uh, I really like the Raiders for the future, but the Chiefs have a team right now, and they're gonna win this game. Uh, Chargers and Broncos. Broncos by nine. That Broncos defense looks like Brock Osweiler's kind of sort of figuring things out. I'm going to go with the Broncos, but I don't think it's going to be a nine-point deficit. I don't believe in any of these picks because all divisional games run really, really tight. But I'm taking the Broncos. Well, this is going to be my upset pick of the week, and I'm definitely taking the Chargers to beat the Broncos. I, I got a good feeling that Phillip Rivers can do it because Phillip Rivers and the Chargers have haunted the Broncos, and, they've, and I know Peyton Manning's not starting this game, but they used to torment Peyton Manning at times, and I know, like I said, it's Brock Osweiler starting, but I think the Chargers beat them to try to, um, you know, try, try to knock off some of their confidence pre-playoff. Yeah, no, I'm going to go with the Broncos. Eric Weddle goes to IR. Brock Osweiler's going to have a field day on that secondary. Yeah, I'm thinking right now that Johnny Manzo must be over there with Peter giving him some of them four locos because there's no way the Chargers are winning this game. Uh, I'm going to take the Broncos uh, in this one. But I agree with exactly what Rich said. Uh, this nine-point spread's insane because the Broncos ain't beat nobody by nine points. <laughs> they they just finally started scoring in the second half of a game for the first time in two weeks on <laughs> Monday Night Football. And I'm just three, like, no, what three the heck? Weeks, three, three, three weeks. weeks it's three a weeks. third. Two, well, two games back-to-back, and then you go into Monday Night Football, and then they score, what, 14 points in the second half? I'm like, where in the hell did this come from? Well, uh, after so a three-week three drought. <laughs> okay. Stupid. Stupid. So the last two games were the ones with the playoff implications. Uh, we talked about the uh, Panthers Bucks game, uh, Seahawks or Cardinals. I'm going to be watching this one. If Arizona wins and somehow the Panthers lose, as I said, the Cardinals will come away with the top seed. Now you know I've been speaking on it all show long. These divisional games are always tough to win, and like I said, six and a half points. It's kind of irrelevant in these games. I'm going to take the Cardinals at home in a close one. Ryan, who's going to wind up with the NFC's top seed when the week is over? Uh, the Panthers are, because the Panthers aren't going to lose this week. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't think neither the the Cardinals aren't either. Well, I don't know. Actually, I think this is what's going to happen. The Panthers are going to win in that earlier game, and then the Cardinals are going to rest all their players because there's no chance of them moving. Uh, Seattle Seahawks get the win kind of by default here because – uh, you know the Cardinals won't need to win this game, um, but I think that you know toe to toe. I think that the the Seahawks are still a very dangerous team, a team that I'm definitely going to watch in the playoffs, and I think it's a team that could make a deep playoff run. Uh, but I think the Panthers are going to have uh, no problem beating the Buccaneers, and that's going to leave the Cardinals with no reason uh, to try in this game. You know, rest Carson Palmer, rest all of your starters, and get them ready for uh, the playoffs. Um, 
I'm going to take the Cardinals here in this one. I, I think, well, okay. I think they would win no matter what because the teams are probably most likely to rest most of their offensive starters. And I think it's going to be based on how the Panthers do. Now, if the Panthers lose, Carolina, I mean, Arizona's going to play for the win. They're, they're going to want to get that top seed. Now, if the Panthers do win, perhaps Arizona does rest its starters because it does have the second seed and they want to maybe try to, try to ensure that no other player will have an injury. But no matter what, I'm taking Arizona. Um, I don't trust Seattle on the road, and Seattle just got beat by a pretty mediocre subpar Rams team, though. Let's not forget about that. Yeah, I'm actually going to go with the Cardinals in this game as well. And I can see Bruce Arians even starting them. He's an aggressive guy, and I think he wants to show everybody that there's a new sheriff in the NFC West. And I, I, I when I talk about the Cardinals, I find myself repeating the fact that Great, fantastic, amazing three wide receiver sets. Best offense in the league, hands down, when they're running on all cylinders. I mean, it's 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 actually it's a beauty to watch them get on their field and do what they do. And it, they've been making it look like ease. Bruce Arians has been playing great calls, and I just don't think Seattle that defense can be exposed. It has been exposed over a few games. Roethlisberger threw for 456 yards on them, and I just I think either way Arizona's going to win this game. And I kind of agree with what Ryan said. I think if Carolina wins this game, I do think that they're going to rest players. That's that's what the playoffs is all about. And I think uh, Matt on his show a few weeks ago, you know, he didn't agree with resting players. Me personally, it's an NFL decision as well. So uh, last but not least, we got about five more minutes to go here. Uh, Vikings and Packers. Packers are only favored by three. Whoever wins this game, you know, gets the number three seed and wins the NFC North. Uh, the loser goes on the road, obviously. And, you know, the Packers didn't look all that good last Sunday against the uh, Cardinals. But they are playing at home. I'm going to take the Packers here. I think Aaron Rodgers knows how important this game is. But, uh, Peter, he did say when it's for all the marbles, this team will show up when it matters the most. You know, the biggest question is how important is it for them to get this win and be able to play the first playoff game at home? Uh, it's going to have to be huge because if they have to go on the road to win a playoff game, they're not going to. And I can't believe I'm saying this, even though it's very important for the Packers to win. I'm taking the Minnesota Vikings and Green Bay to win this game. I am. I don't trust Green Bay at all, period, right mm. now. The receivers can't get open. The offensive line has more holes than Swiss cheese. There's nothing to like about that team right now. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Minnesota as well. I think over the last couple weeks, Minnesota's been playing defensively, and like Peter said, I just have absolutely no trust in that Green Bay team. Uh, here's a shout-out to my mom, who's a giant Green Bay Packers fan. Her pack's going to win this weekend. Uh, I do think that they have their offensive line's off when they've been playing terrible in, in Green Bay. But I also think that this Minnesota team is um, – one-dimensional and can't win if you put the pressure on Teddy Bridgewater, which I think that this defense still has the capability uh, to do. So you're going to go up against uh, Aaron Rodgers running for his life or Teddy Bridgewater, um, and I'm still taking Aaron Rodgers in that matchup. So I think they get the win and they take the division. And uh, this past Monday night was the last Monday night game. No more Monday night games until next season. Uh, 
Peter, this was your idea, so I'm going to go ahead and, uh, we, you know, this is New Year. want to wish every, all our listeners a happy New Year. want to wish my family at home in Texas and all uh, all across the country to our troops. Happy New Year. Hope everyone has, stays safe out there. Uh, bum the year. This was Peter's uh, de- uh, decision here a minute ago. This is a tough one, guys, but I'm going to have to say my bum of the year is actually Tiger Woods. Tiger, you should have taken the entire year off from golf. You know you weren't healthy when you came back, and then you just made yourself look like a complete imbecile on the golf course. Uh, Ryan, who's your bum of the year? Bum of the year. Uh, that's a tough one, man. I'm going to go ahead, and uh, i got a tie here uh, for bum of the year. Uh, we're gonna, <laughs> with two, two-way tie here uh, between Joe Philbin and Ken Weisenhunt. Getting fired halfway through the season. Way to go, guys. <laughs> Amos. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to go with Matt Ryan. I think oh. if Matt Ryan was it, <laughs> how he was playing, I think that team, I mean, he's been terrible in some games, and I think he's the reason that they're, what, like 7-8 and eight or 6-8? and eight. And Peter. Oh. All right, well, before I do mine, I just want to let everyone know I wasn't calling Rich stupid before I was saying it was stupid how the Broncos can score taking half points for three straight weeks. Wow. Because after the Patriots game, um, they didn't score for three games in a row in the second half, but did this past week. And credit to that offense, they showed a broadcast for a great job. Now, back to Bum of the Year. My favorite award to give out every year, Bum of the Year. <laughs> the, the inaugural award. And the inaugural award for Peter's Bum of the Year will go to Chip Kelly. <laughs> um, anyone who heard my rant last night on, on, that, um, on that bum that is Chip Kelly was that this guy ruined the Philadelphia Eagles, traded away all they traded away their best running back, um, perhaps one of the best in the league, Jeremy Malcolm walk out the door, and then try to charge Deshaun Jackson's reputation. Chip Kelly, you know what? You don't deserve to be an NFL coach. Go back to college where you belong, you bum. <laughs> all right, real quickly, I forgot. We've still got to do our locks and upsets. Uh, my lock of the week is actually going to be Patriots over Dolphins. My upset of the week is going to be uh, Dallas, or, or not, I'm sorry, uh, it was the Chicago game, whoever playing Chicago, uh, they were only favored by one, Bear, Lions over Bears, Peter. So my um, lock of the week, I am going to take the Houston Texans over the Jags, and as far as my upset pick, I'm going to take the Chargers over the Broncos, and no, Johnny Manziel's not here feeding me four locals or, or any other illegal substance <laughs> that he might have with him. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan. Alright, I'm gonna go lock of the week is uh Chiefs over Raiders. I just I love the way this Chiefs team has been playing. Um upset pick of the week, Eagles over Giants. And Amos. Uh, I'm gonna go with Steelers as my lock, or Steelers over the Browns as my lock, and then my upset is obviously Tampa against Carolina. Wow, we all had different blocks and uh upsets of the week. Uh uh, Peter, I'm sorry, Ryan. Go ahead and take us out of here. Everybody have a great and safe, happy New Year. Don't drink too much and don't drink too less. Take us out, Ryan. All right, guys. You listen to the Free Parking Show here on Jock Journal Radio. Um, tune in next Monday. I don't know. We'll be back then. We don't have a show tomorrow or uh, th- Friday night. So tune in on Monday, and uh, we'll see you then.
Well, there you have it. The boys were at it again. We hope you enjoyed tonight's broadcast. We hope you had a good night and stay right where you are. Another show is coming up. Y'all come back now, you hear?